Welcome back, Dennison Callahan. Time now for our weekly visit with Nesson's brilliant hockey analyst. Our good friend Andy Brickley joins us on the AT&T hotline. AT&T, the official wireless provider of the Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, which takes us nicely to our first question, Andy. Uh, out of the gate, one and three, tied for last place in the Northeast. Are we watching a bona fide Stanley Cup hangover? Marshan thinks we are. I just hate the term, to be honest with you, fellas, mm -hmm. uh, but you are watching a team that is disappointing and frustrating right now through the first four games because they haven't played the game the right way, and that's the phrase that uh, Mark Recchi used. I try to use it all the time because they played the game the right way for the majority of last season, but certainly in the playoffs, and they are playing as if uh, they feel like they have nothing to prove, and obviously you can't play the game at this level in that style because teams like Carolina and Colorado that you know and non-playoff teams really can beat you and that's what's going on. And to give us some specific examples one or two of what you mean by playing the game the right way. Finishing checks uh, the majority of the time uh, there are times when you can't finish a check because the puck gets moved a little too quickly but I think they've turned down too many opportunities to finish hits. Uh, it hasn't been a four-line attack like we saw a lot of last season. Uh, they're not blocking enough shots. Uh, that, that call it what you want, sense of urgency, tenacity. It's not there on a consistent basis. They haven't played anywhere close to a complete game yet, and you hate to be negative because, all right, they're one and three. Well, they had four, five, six stretches last year where they went one win in four games. I think they even had a seven-game stretch where they only had one regulation win. So these things happen during the season. It's happening now out of the gate, but because they are the champions, there's a lot more focus on them this year. And in what category do you put the problem? Is it a lack of execution or a lack of energy? Uh, I think it's uh, it's more that emotional part of the game. Uh -huh. I think they think they're better than they are. Mm. I think they're missing that, uh, that complete work ethic that's required to win at this level. Uh, and their offense, if you want to get into the X's and O's, is just not there. And uh, you know this team will defend. They're always one of the best in goals against under Claude Junior. They've got great goaltending. Their penalty killing has been good. That's all good news. Their team defense is pretty good, but they haven't scored enough goals. And uh, that offense, that how do you bring the offense, has got to change as well. Tell, Andy, we laugh, we joke about the power play and how bad it is. We did the same thing during the playoffs. Uh, does it change, seriously, does it change the way the other team plays? Do they become less fearful of going in the box saying we could be more aggressive, we could be chippier because if we go in the box, they're not going to score anyway? That was one of the things we would always talk about in the locker room, Jerry, that uh, if you played a team whose power play was down in the rankings or you had no fear of it, then absolutely. You took extra liberties. You took extra liberties with their better plays to try to nullify what they were trying to do on the ice. It's definitely part of your game plan. It's not something you ignore. Uh, everyone wants to stay out of the penalty box, but there's plenty of times to take good penalties. There's, there's good uh, penalties where you take, where you put a little fear in your opponent. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if a team does not have a power play that's, uh, that's a threat. You know, we, we are going to talk about the uh, hangover as long as they're losing or struggling or not scoring, uh, and, and so is everybody else. How much talk in that organization, how much talk in the among the coaching staff is there about how much concern is there that they uh, think they're better than they are, to use your words, Andy? Uh, I don't know if the word's concern just yet, but uh, nobody wants to be 1-3 at this point in the year, especially when you have so many home games to start the season. The schedule was 
a concern for me. I don't know if it was a concern for the organization, but uh, or or if it was really a, a, you know truly a red light kind of uh, warning sign. But uh, I know that in the off season there was tremendous attention paid to how do we deal with being champions. Uh, you know, what do we do with our players during the offseason? What are we going to do about training camp? What are we going to do about attitude? And how do we convince these guys that uh, this hangover effect seems to uh, be pretty prominent in the National Hockey League when you talk about guys, uh, teams that have won the Stanley Cup? The two loosest. They did their due diligence, but no matter what you do, ultimately it's up to the individual players. From afar, it seemed the two loosest cannons were Marshan and Sagan, and they're, they're, they're fine. Maybe they didn't party enough, as Kevin Millar <laughs> once famously said. Well, yeah, they've been great. They've played very well. Uh, and that's not a surprise because, uh, because they're young. And I think it, it's easier for a young player to deal with success than a guy that's been around and has tried to win the Stanley Cup for X amount of seasons, and then you finally reach the summit, and now they gear it back up emotionally night in and night out it's going to take you a little bit longer to get that engine going and, and those were the those were what the the issues and the challenges were for the Bruins coming into the season I think Bergeron's been real good uh Peverly's certainly played well that that line has not been a problem for Boston you know they got to get their bigger guns going you know David Krejci missed last night uh, they need the top level play from him along with Lou Cheech and Horton there are some individuals that can certainly elevate their game. I think you see the absence of a rider and a recce because you need more offense right now, a little bit more of that balance and depth that we like to talk about. So uh, there are some things going on, but as a team, they have to play uh, together, play better, more united, and they're all aware of it. Now they have to do something about it. Andy Brickley, Bill Parcells famously said, we've cited it a thousand times on this program, and I think it applies to most sports. If you give a group of guys an excuse to lose, more often than not, they'll grasp onto it. Now, I know you hate hangover talk, but was it almost not a self-fulfilling prophecy that everybody, including the coaching staff, warned them about it and said it's going to be something you're going to have to overcome? Doesn't it fall under the uh, under the guidelines of what Parcells said? There was an excuse out there, and it's almost like they've taken it. Yeah, and I hate to uh, I hate to admit that that's what's happening, but it sure looks like it doesn't. I mean, that's the eyeball test. Right. We're watching we're watching uh, a team that is not really close to what we were watching in uh, May and June of of last season. Uh, but it's fixable. That's the good news. It's definitely fixable. And uh, I was of the opinion because that they learned how to that they learned how to win last year, and that they had had such dramatic losses in the postseason that uh, the lessons learned would put them in a better frame of mind coming into this year, and I may have underestimated that mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not liking what I'm seeing in terms of that complete game effort. So uh, don't want to be down on this team. I'm fully convinced that, uh, like the Sox, because I know they're the hot topic uh, uh, point of conversation, you know, 2-10, and 10, then 80-41. and 41. And, and you look back at last year, this Bruins team had stretches where they won only one game, as I said earlier in the conversation. So... I'm certainly not concerned about this team, and, and I think they're definitely a playoff team, and, and they'll get this thing turned around and playing the way they should. But uh, uh, I guess the good news is, or I'm somewhat pleased, or whatever the word is, that so much attention is on the Red Sox right now, and, and maybe the Bruins aren't under that microscope that, uh, that could be a little bit more damaging. In all your years in professional hockey, Andy, did you ever see a teammate eat fried chicken, drink beer, and play video games <laughs> during a hockey game? <laughs> Uh, no. 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 Certainly, certainly on the off days, but uh, not during the game. <laughs> a little different no. culture in hockey. I, I don't think. believe you. That You never saw a player like drink a beer during a game like a real crazy lunatic. No one on the Big Bad Bruins. Did you ever hear about that? Uh, no, 
Not until I retired and played an alumni game. Oh. <laughs> hey, final question, Andy. Do you endorse the galvanization of a team on a road trip theory that many seem to support? I do, and I think that's why they stayed on the road. Uh, typically, if they had a game in Carolina and then had two full days in between a game in Chicago, they would come back to Boston. So I think the organization definitely saw the need for this to be a uh, almost a manufactured road trip mm-hmm. to get these guys together a little bit more consistently where there's less distractions and you have to spend time with each other. And, and I am definitely a proponent of that. You know, I lived at John, and I saw the uh, firsthand the effects, the positive effects it can have, and and I think this is a good move, and I expect to see the results of it to some degree in Chicago on Saturday. All right, Brick, we'll check in with you next week, uh, our weekly visit with Nesson's Andy Brickley, the brilliant hockey analyst. Andy, we'll talk to you next week. Take care, guys. Andy joined us on the AT&T Hotline, the official wireless provider of the Stanley Cup champion, although they don't seem like it right now, Boston did, Bruins. Did he just say the Bruins are glad to be under the radar and uh... Uh, losing the spotlight to the Red Sox. Well, well, while they're losing, <laughs> while they're losing hockey Isn't games, that different? yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're so bad. Why don't you guys just dump on the Red Sox for another week or two? Yeah, just till we get it figured here. out. More of your phone calls on the other side.